Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. We want to give a special shout out to all the social workers, chalet specialists, and all women this month as we thank you, thank you, thank you for being yourselves, for making an impact and difference every day you show up to work. We thank you. We give you your flowers. So, you know, we start off every episode with a quote. And so today's quote is, and I really like this one, mirror, mirror on the wall, I'll always get up after I fall. And whether I run, walk, or have to crawl, I'll set my goals and I'll achieve them all. This is giving very Dr. Seuss vibes and I'm here for it. I really like this because I think this is something that's, it's one of those quotes that because it rhymes, it's easy to remember or easy like to keep in your head, you know, like a song or something. And I would love to have this and like share this with my niece and nephews, you know, so this is, it's something that's easy for them to remember. It sing songy kind of tone. Um, and I think this is great for kids to, to really start embodying as they grow up and they kind of move through life and into adulthood and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I might have to like paint this on a canvas or something to put it in my office. I like it a lot. I was going to say kids, I'm thinking of adults. Um, specifically me. And yeah, I do get the Dr. Susie vibes from it, but I do like it because it's like a reminder of like, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl, but do something every single day. And it doesn't have to be every single day, but do something that you know, that's going to get you to like your goal or get you in that, that space or getting you to that direction. And so, yeah, great for little ones, but also great for adults too. And then, like you said, it's catchy. I can like say this as I'm walking, you know, like mirror, mirror on the wall. And I keep thinking of um, Disney, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the beautiful of them all? Not you on Shrek, you know? (laughs) But I also think like, it's so easy. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I always get up after I fall. And even if you only remember that, mirror, mirror, out on the wall, always get up after I fall. Like, cause we go through so much. So yeah, I really like this quote. I do too. Yeah, that first first half is something that you can just recite in and of itself. So with that, we're going to get to our either or for this episode. And the either or is Waffle House or IHOP. You can only eat one for a month. I am taking IHOP all day long. Waffle House, I'm already, I already think Waffle House House is sketch. But at two, three 
three o'clock in the morning. I mean, they got some good waffles, but everything else, I feel like it's it's, it's a sketchy area. Not an area, a sketchy place. However, IHOP, I think you get options. Plus, I love IHOP pancakes. And I just, I just, I can eat IHOP literally probably every day as long as I get some pancakes. But they have options. You have so many options. And then after six, they do like their happy hour and like everything is like three or six dollars. I agree with you. Number one, I've never been in a physical altercation in my life and I can't fight. So me going to Waffle House is not a thing that I think I want to put myself in a situation of. Also, I just don't think their food is all that great. And that may be a controversial hot take, but I've been there a couple of times and I'm like, I don't understand why people eat here. But people like the vibe and maybe people like confrontation and that's why maybe they want to go and spectate, you know, because a fight will break out at some point. And maybe that's just what they like to entertain themselves. I don't know. I'm not that person. I'll take IHOP all day give me a funny face pancake yes it is on the kids menu yes i am in my mid-30s don't judge me judge mama because i'm eating my funny face pancakes and i want it with extra whipped cream and no cherries thank you very much girl you eat what you want to eat it's your you paying for it unless what is it um rupaul said if you ain't paying my bills pay this pussy no mind so um love RuPaul. So if you ain't paying for my meal, and even if you are paying for my meal, I live in a world where I have a choice. I want IHOP. Matter of fact, I think I'm gonna get IHOP today. I'm going to get IHOP today. Okay, I'm getting IHOP today. So listen, you was talking about all these pancakes, and I was like, wait a minute, when was the last time I went to IHOP? I haven't had a funny face pancake in a hot minute and some hash browns and some hot chocolate, and I might have to put that on the menu in the very near future. Tell me how you were kind to yourself this week. I was kind to myself this week in multiple ways. Um, Um, The first one was I allowed my, although I wanted to push my body to get more work done, to get some things done for the podcast, get some um, things done for my other business. I was like, sis, you got to rest, right? Like, so I was kind to my body, my mind of like just really stopping and resting because we don't realize how powerful it is to rest and then come back with more energy to actually create more, right? That's one way. The other way I was kind to myself, I had a hard day, like this week was crazy confrontational. It was just crazy all around. And so I was kind to myself because I went to go get Andy's custard. I don't know if y'all have you ever had Andy's? I don't think so. We have like a Culver's custard place or something similar to that or maybe it's Freddy's maybe it's both I don't know but I haven't had Andy's okay well I got that and I was so happy and my little heart was just so overjoyed so y'all y'all know y'all may not know I love ice cream and brownies I am a sweets person so that just made my heart smile because I haven't had any in so long and so I was like you know what I'm getting it today I deserve it so I guess I was kind to myself by not denying my body what it wanted to. Similarly, I was kind to myself because I gave myself grace this week. I tend to be very critical of myself and very hard on myself. And I hold a lot of guilt when I don't get to finish things that I wanted to finish or didn't get a chance to do something. And I just allowed myself, you know what? It's been a rough week. I'm tired. I'm feeling more physically exhausted and it's okay for me to take time to rest and rejuvenate. And if I have to push back something on my timeline, you know, an hour or a day, then I can, as long as my commitments are still met by the deadline and the time frame that I've agreed to and I've committed to. So yeah, I was kind with myself because I, I wasn't as hard on myself as I usually 
am. And that tends to put me in a not quite depressive state, but just like a low mental state when I do that. And I was able to not do that to myself this week. Gotcha. Girl, you just said a whole word of like giving yourself grace, right? And I think of like, as we both are right now, transitioning in this process of running businesses, working full-time jobs, removing kids, goals, dreams, and hell, trying to stay sane is hard as fuck. Or sorry, AF, eh, it's me. Hard as fuck. I know we all set goals and I know uh, you and I have talked about this, like setting goals, intentions, or our word of our year, right? At the beginning of the year. And I just wanted to check in with you. Like, tell me, how is it going? And I think about this because like, when we think about motivation and goals, they're both different. My question to you is, tell me like, where are you right now? with your New Year's quote unquote resolution or goals or intentions? So after our, well, you know, I have done this. We've done this for many years with, you know, in December, we do our vision boards and kind of what we want the year to look like. And especially after our really great episode that we had with AD about vision boards, I kind of changed how I did my vision boards and I kind of did them. I did them digitally this year, which is actually a lot of fun because I feel like I got to be more creative and play more as opposed to trying to go hunt and find some magazines <laughs> to put together um, to put on my cork board. But I not only have my vision board for the year, but I also am doing something different this year where I am doing vision boards for each quarter. So I'm looking at my year in smaller chunks as opposed to in bigger ones. And I think that kind of helps me stay focused and stay on track with what I want to experience and what I want my year to look like and things that I want to achieve. So I have my overall theme for the year. And I've noticed over the last few weeks that my, even though my theme has, is staying the same because that's the theme of the year, that's not going to change. But I think my approach to it has shifted a little bit, which obviously wasn't the plan, but I mean, that's also life, right? You realize things need to change and you kind of figure out how to pivot and what that looks like. And now one of my focuses is really on embracing self-discipline and figuring out how that works for me and my lifestyle and my household and my family and all the things that come with, you know, being a puppy parent, being a wife and being attached to a job and a house and all that other kind of stuff. So, so far, so far, so good. I'm feeling really good about where I am um, physically within achieving my goals, where I am getting mentally with the goals that I have. And that's really one of probably one of the biggest light bulbs that's come about over the last few weeks is this year will only be successful for me because of self-discipline. I totally am in alignment with that of we can only be as successful as discipline as you are. And I think about like the difference between motivation and goals. Like y'all, I apologize. We don't have Miss Nay on the podcast today on this episode. However, her definitions, uh, our naysays, um, the definition I think of, like, if we look at the definition of motivation and goals, right? So motivation is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. And it gives an example of escape can be a strong motivation for travel. And then for goals, um, Webster defines it as as the object of a person's ambition or effort an aim or desired results. Going, an example is going to law school has become the most important goal in his life. And so I think of like, goal is something we can obtain, right? Like it's something sometimes tangible. I mean, if you're going to law school, you're going to get a degree, hopefully. But like the motivation behind it. And so I think of like what you said of the self-discipline because you have to, in my opinion, be, have 
some level of discipline, self-discipline in your life to achieve anything you set, whether that's like, hey, if you want to be successful and we all know success looks different for any and everybody, like your definition definition of success could be different than my definition of success. But in order to achieve or get to both of our quote unquote definitions of success, we need some type of discipline to get there, whether that's like, hey, every morning at 630 in the morning, I am going to read for 10 minutes, which now I'm learning more because I'm now engaging in more reading and learning more. So I think that's just so interesting of like how you have to know yourself to see what works and what's not. But I also think it's, I think personally, it's fun um, failure because if you don't fail, you haven't tried, right? Like to get to your goals and to have the motivation to get there, everything isn't going to work out the first time. So you, there's going to be some level of, I don't like failure. I would say, I mean, failure is failure, but also some level of lessons learned going forward. Because like you said, you had to pivot on how you even do your vision boards. Like you used to do them for the whole year and now you're doing them per quarter, right? Yeah. And like, that's one of the things is you have these goals and you have these things that you want to achieve. And the reality is, is like the motivation to get those things done is not long lasting. Like I, at least for me, that feels more of like a feeling or an emotion in some aspects. And a lot of the time your girl don't have it. Okay. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't, but the discipline to be committed to myself, to be, to keep my word and to value the commitments that I make to myself and just the sheer desire to be a more disciplined human being is what has been keeping me on track, particularly this last week. That's what's kept me on track and fighting through those moments of just wanting to run and hide when things are uncomfortable or when things are difficult or when things are just not going the way that you want to. It's not that they're hard or they're difficult or even challenging, but you built this picture in your head on how, you know, X, Y, Z is supposed to be achieved. And then that doesn't happen. What do you do? You know what I mean? And and figuring out what that looks like for you. And that's going to be different for every person. So like for me, I have noticed that minimizing and being minimalistic when it comes to things that I'm focusing on is something that helps me because I know I have a short attention span and I know that I get distracted very easily. So if I know I have like 10 things that I want to achieve this year, I can half-ass all 10 of them. (laughs) I can put a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of me into all of them, but they're not going to be to the caliber in which I originally desired. So I had to scale down and now I only have four goals for the year. That's it. And so my focus is just my primary. This year cannot end without these four things being accomplished and achieved. And those are the things that's helping me kind of scale down. Like I said, I went from looking at my year as 12 months to looking at it in three month portions. You got to scale it down. For me, me narrowing down my focus is what helps kind of keep the discipline in check and subsequently the motivation kind of comes with it so like have you had this experience where you know you need to do something you're trying to be disciplined to get it done you really don't want to do it but your discipline is what gets you to start whatever that task is and then like 10 20 minutes into the task you realize that like the motivation to continue has now increased is that is that like a thing that you've experienced rephrase your question I've noticed for example for me there was I can't remember what it was that I was doing but I needed I think maybe it was like washing the dishes or something but I needed to like clean the kitchen and lord knows I didn't want to do it because nobody likes to clean the kitchen let's be real except maybe you you actually might like cleaning the kitchen (laughs) 
the guy, I am not that person, but maybe it was probably like five, 10 minutes after I was doing it. Then like the motivation to want to continue and want to do a good job and, you know, play, get, get some a music going or start listening to one of my books or something like that, like kind of creating the environment that helps me enjoy whatever the task that I'm doing. And now I'm motivated to finish, but that motivation wasn't there when I initially started. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, it sounds like, what is it called? I forgot the actual name, but I was talking to one of my homeboys and we were talking about how like, oh, when you don't want to do something, just at least start it for five, put a timer on, do it for five minutes. And if you go past five minutes, yay. But if you don't want to go past five minutes, at least you focus on this one thing for five minutes. And so I even think about what you're saying. And for my mind, I time block. Like I literally cannot function without time blocking. And time blocking for me helps me focus on what I need to focus on to get what I need to get done. And so for instance, I mean, for your example, yes, I do like cleaning my kitchen because I like to make sure I go to sleep with a clean kitchen. But like, if I came home and I was tired and I saw dishes in there and da da da, I would be like, ugh, ask myself, hey, do I have the energy to do this? If I don't, okay, the dishes are going into the dishwasher. If I do have the energy, okay, how much energy do I have? Okay, I have five minutes. In that five minutes, I'll get as much as I can get done in five minutes. And then after that, I'm taking a break. So I think, yes, but I think it's like that part of the brain where you have to trick your brain, right? Of like, hey, I don't want to do this. And your brain is going to protect you. So your brain is going to be like, oh, she doesn't want to do this. Everybody shut down, shut down, shut down. Versus you're like, oh, I know I told them I don't want to do this. Let me at least just do it for five minutes. And they're like, okay, we give her five minutes of energy. And then now your brain is switched to all those little circuits are like, okay, now we need to get this done. Now we need to get this. Now we need to do this. Your body's moving. So you're engaging. It's like a full body experience that you're now engaging your brain, your body and everything to get this one task done. And once you start getting into it, you realize like, oh, it's not five minutes anymore now I'm now I'm working on my kitchen for 20 minutes now I'm working on my kitchen for 30 minutes now depending on who you are I know sometimes I have ADA brain so I can be on the kitchen cleaning I'm like oh I need this I need this let me rearrange it um but I think about like understanding your task and reminding yourself of your task of like hey my goal is to clean the kitchen wash the dishes put the dishes up but also for me I write everything down because if I don't write it down it's harder for me to remember every single step or every single thing I need to do. So specifically writing it down, making sure that I know what I need to get done um, versus like everyone else putting quote unquote their to-do list on me. Yeah, that makes sense. So you said something that kind of triggered something in my brain that I thought was really interesting was remembering the task and focusing on what the task, what the actual task is. So whether, whether you guys have like the goals that you set and or the resolutions that you guys set at the beginning of the year, whether that's like to eat healthy or to work out, which is like your typical resolutions for the year or to save a certain amount of money, those types of things, remembering that that's your task, remembering that that is the thing that you want to achieve and focus on that. I think perhaps maybe a key to helping a lot of people continue on the road to achieving whatever it is that that goal is, whatever it is that they set out to achieve at the beginning of the year or whenever it is that you set it because you don't have to only have goals that start in January. You can reassess and have new goals now 
what is it like March? I mean, you know, it's tail end of the third quarter. A new quarter is going to start soon. A new month is going to start soon. A new day is going to start soon. A new week is going to start soon. So like it doesn't, it's not exclusive to ha- only having goals for January that starts in January. And I always see like that meme at the beginning of the year. That's like, it's, it's day one and I already messed up. So I guess I got to start next year. Like that always cracks me up because that's like a real life feeling. So focusing on that task, whatever that task is, I think kind of goes in alignment with what I said earlier about narrowing your focus and focusing on that one thing, if that's what you need to focus on and making sure that that gets done by whatever, by any means necessary. Right. So I wonder, like, I think everybody has to struggle with motivation versus their actual goals or even motivation with their actual self-discipline. Why do you think about this time of year, all those goals that were set that were had so much enthusiasm at the tail end of December and the beginning of January. What makes those things fall off from people around this time of year, do you think? I mean, you said at the beginning, lack of self-discipline, lack of motivation. Um, I mean, I'm not a transformational coach or anything like that. So I don't want to put that out there. I'm only speaking from myself and the people I've seen is you have lack of discipline. You don't want it bad enough. And I think of like that Tupac song, how do you want it? Mm, How do you feel? But like, how bad do you want it? Like, and I think of the people who are like the Jeff Bezos, the Elon, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, um, besides him and his Twitter crap. But I think of all these really hardcore successful people and not even famous people, but I think of like the people I know who have successful businesses that aren't famous and you talk to them and they like, I wanted it bad enough to do what I needed to do to get it. Like nothing was going to get in my way. And I think when you think about that, like you have the motivation to do it because your motivation is the reason for why you're behaving in a particular way. But the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice? No one's willing to sacrifice anything. Everybody, we live in a culture that's, hey, I want to be an overnight success overnight I want to make a million dollars okay but what are you doing to get that like what work did you put in and so when I think of it is it hard to be motivated to go after your goals no you just need to set the right goal maybe people are in my opinion or I know Nay and I talked about this of wanting to set a goal of like lose 10 pounds in a year well I mean that's very feasible because technically you could really lose 10 pounds in a month or two months like you can lose 10 pounds in your first quarter if that makes sense but it's the thing of how bad do you want it? Are you willing to sacrifice not going to brunch every single Saturday? Are you willing to sacrifice, you know, eating more at home, cooking? And like, how, what are you willing to sacrifice to get to your goal? And I don't want to say sacrifice. And I, I guess sacrifice may not be the best word, but what are you willing to do to get to your goal? You know, I don't know if your goal is like, I think, let me rephrase. I think of what AD said, and it's basically like, you don't need another year. You don't need another month. You really just need another minute, right? Another hour, another 30 seconds to make a choice to say, hey, I'm tired and I'm going to do this. And part of me is like, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, shit changes. You you start to really evaluate what you want your life to look like if y'all are in that space. Because some people are happy with where they are and that's great too. Be happy being the present, you know? But if you're sick and tired of sick and tired of sick and tired of sick and tired of not having the ideal life you want, you start making changes. You start really focusing 
focusing on that one thing that will get you to where you want to be or that one thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, weight or anything. It could be this year or this quarter, I really want to focus on self-care. This quarter, I want to focus on my heart. Like, and it doesn't have to be heart health. It could be, am I listening to my heart? Do I trust myself? Do I love myself? Like, but I, I think that goals are in a way, if they're not set up correctly, they're, they set up to make you disappointed. Yeah. That's why they have SMART goals, the acronym of SMART goals and making sure that the structure of the goal that you have set forth, it like, it makes sense and it's realistic. But one of the things that I, it's one of the things that I personally have struggled with, but I also think it's something that's important to note that I think one of the reasons, probably one of the many reasons why goals tend to fall off around this time of year, the ones that have been set for like the first of the year, what have you, resolutions specifically, is really the lack of belief and the lack or the the belief that you actually don't deserve to achieve whatever it is that you've set forth for yourself. So for me, I know that's one of the things that I think I've, not even I think, one of the things that I've dealt with is believing if I even deserve to attain XYZ goal, or if I deserve to weigh XYZ amount of pounds or what have you. And I think it goes, I think it it coincides with what you said about actually setting the right goal. I think the right goal has to be something that you actually believe you deserve to achieve. You know what I mean? And those people that like, you know, friends of yours that have successful businesses, they believe that they deserve that successful business. And so they did whatever they needed to do to make sure that they put in the energy and the time and the resources or whatever it is that it took to make sure that that goal that they had was realized. And I think that that's something that is missing in a lot of goals that people set for themselves is, do you even believe that you deserve to succeed in this? Because if deep down your subconscious, deep down in your heart, your mind, your spirit, if that's not something you actually believe that you deserve to achieve, where are you going to get the motivation? Where are you going to get the discipline? Where are you going to get the wherewithal and the mentality to actually see that goal come to fruition? So I just want to say like, sometimes it's not even like, the belief in it is the fact that you don't want to live like this, you know, because I think of um, the famous quote that she was like, I've been rich and I've been poor. Being rich is better. And it's not like, oh my gosh, being rich is like this amazing thing, which I mean, I don't know. If somebody give me $10 million, I'll let you know the difference. Ding, ding, ding. But I think of it is sometimes it's, it is truly that self-belief in yourself, but I, it's also just that motive, that, that motive motivation that you don't want this anymore. Like you legit don't want to be in your circumstances anymore. Right. And your circumstances could be anything from, you know, hopping from job to job and you just want stability, or it could be, you know, you're trying to give your kids a life that you've never had. Right. So it's like, now it's this passion or not this passion. It's this grit that you, you, you're going after it. Right. No matter what. And when I think of people like that, and I'm thinking of like four or five, people and I can see them in my head is like, yes, they had the belief when nobody believed in them or when people were questioning them and then telling them like, no, go back, you know, get a full-time job. You know, you need benefits. You got kids, blah, blah, blah. I think of the amount of faith that they had to continue to go. And I remember listening or quote unquote being in the room, right. Of some of the prayers that were said, it wasn't give me motivation. 
give me this, give me belief. It was more of like, Lord, give me faith, keep me strong, help me get to this next step, help me understand what I need to focus on. Give me that one thing that I know this will go to the next step or bring my family out or bring my family to X, Y, and Z. And so I really think when we think about understanding where we are, because like you said, we're ending, almost ending the third quarter, which is March, and really thinking about like, okay, well, three months of the year is already gone. What do I want the last part of this year to look like? Hell, what do I want the next two months to look like? Is that something that I want to really focus on? Like what habits? And I think that's a big thing of like, what habits do I need to create to get to this life I want? Or what habits do I need in order to really get to the goals or that end of quarter goal that you talked about? Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of when I worked, I I worked in the funeral home, like in a funeral industry for several years. So yes, I think one of the things like for me, I worked in the funeral industry for several years, um, particularly in sales. And one of the things our management team would ask us, and I feel like this is any sort of sales job or um, anything that's kind of commission-based because commission can be really hard work. You don't sell, you don't eat. So the drive has to be there, right? And they always ask us like, what is your why? Why are you here? Why did you choose this particular like role or this particular job, this particular industry. And working in the death care industry is not an easy feat. You definitely have to have a certain mental strength to deal with so much sadness and darkness and death. Um, but you, some, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of helped us was remembering what the why was. And that's transferable. You can apply that to businesses that you start. You can apply that to going back to school. You can apply that to any and every sort of goal that you have set forth. If you want to save, you know, 10K for whatever reason, like what, like, why are you sacrificing going to brunch every Saturday with your girls and taking that money and putting in an XY account? What is the reason? Uh, Cardi B clip. What is the reason? What, why are you doing whatever it is that you said that you wanted to do and focusing on what that is again, focusing on the tasks, like Nakai said earlier, and really having that faith that the circumstances that you're in right now need to change and you desire for them to change and you deserve to have whatever it is that you are looking forward to having once XYZ goal has been achieved. And like the motivation, that feeling, the feeling of wanting to do something like that phase that comes and that goes, remembering what that reason is, why you have the motivation, where that motivation came from, remembering what the task itself is, remembering what the goal is and why you even said it. And those habits that you create in order to meet XYZ deadline, those are the things that get you and that will continue to get you from point A to point B, regardless of however long it takes you to achieve said goal, whether however many goals you have to achieve forever certain amount of time that it is, those things are important to keep in mind. And that's what's going to continue to bring about whatever success it is that you see for yourself and your family. I definitely agree with that. And when you were talking about habits, I thought about Atomic Habits, the book that we read together. 
together. And also, I, I'm going to go back to this. It's time. And I think we, I feel that we live in a world where we think we have infinite amount of time to accomplish every single thing. And if y'all know we in our 30s. And if I knew what I knew now, what I know now in my 20s, bitch, my whole entire life would be lit. It would be so different. But it's because we think we have time. We don't have time to, let me rephrase. We have time, but we don't have time. Meaning you never know when you're when you're going to take your last breath. So understanding that and working backwards, what do you want your, what do you want to your life to look like? And I'm, we, I can only talk for us because we're in our thirties, but what do you want your life to look like when you're, when you're 40, 45, 50? I see so many people that are seventies and their eighties and they're still working. Like that's the time when you should be with your grandkids you know, living life, you know, granted, I feel like you should live your life every single day. Um, if you can travel every day, travel. But um, like, what does your time look like? And I think we talked about this maybe off offline of like, if you cannot be disciplined about your time, it's hard to be disciplined about anything else because the time is the one, the one resource we have that we cannot buy. We cannot transfer. We can't barter. You get what you get and what you, you have to do what you can do with the time you have. And so I was talking to my friend and we were talking about like um like just losing weight and stuff like that and walking and I was telling her I was like well one guy said if you can't control what you if you're not disciplined enough to control what you put in your body then you're not disciplined enough to go after your goal and I think about that and I'll use that example to say if you're not disciplined enough to control your time you're not disciplined enough to achieve or actually want or deserve your goals and I say that because the time is the one thing we cannot replace if we really think about about this every single person on this earth no matter what people say you got 24 hours in one day some people the amount of productivity some people have that they get done by 12 o'clock is is freaking exceptional but then you think of like other people who are like oh well I really wanted to you know start my business but I don't know I, I don't I didn't have the time did you not have the time or you didn't know how to allocate your time and if you didn't know how to allocate your time you could have asked for help and then I'm not saying like hey people who are like single single moms have kids and you know doing it by yourself like y'all don't have time I'm saying it's a possibility if you have that motivation and I say that because I went to I worked with women who are single moms have two or three kids getting their freaking master degrees just because they know that master degree is going to bump them up fifteen thousand dollars they are doing it for it to give their kids a better life that's their motivation to give their kids a better life yeah there's probably sleepless nights probably ain't hanging out with their friends having you know family helping it out like there's so many different things but it's I guess it goes back to how are you allocating your time what does that look like and honestly do you want it bad enough because I know uh Sunny D you and I talked about just vision boards and how you were like I don't have to do I don't have to go find magazines thank God right <laughs> but how are you even allocating your time right now like what is your time what does your schedule look like if you care to share no I think that's important to note like being intentional with the time that you have. And even if that means you, you know, work eight hours a day at a full-time job, you have to pick up the kids afterwards or make dinner or whatever. Like it's a lot to pack into a day. And we don't have young children here in the house. So we just have our little fur babies that like to eat up things that they're not supposed to. But, you know, that's not something that we have to deal with here, at least in our home. But I know a lot of people do. And it's like, how do you manage the time? 
time that you do have outside of, you know, work or kids or whatever. And even if that means just allocating time to yourself, like that's still incredibly important. So for me, what I've been doing is we've talked about this several times about time blocking and how you time block. And that's how like, that's how you function. You can't function without that. And I've tried a few different ways and it always gives me the feeling that I suck or I'm failing at XYZ if I don't get to take care of XYZ, you know, if I don't get to do this in this time block or whatever. And so those things just haven't felt right to me. However, recently I was like, okay, I know I want to spend XYZ. I I want to spend an hour doing this and I want to do an hour doing like budget review. And what time of day do I have the time to do this? How long is it going to take me? And what does the rest of my evening look like? And I actually found a platform where I'm able to do that. And it's been working for me this week, which is really helpful. And even like I said earlier, even in those moments where I need to rest or, you know what, I'm really tired and I can't stare at this computer any longer. Like literally my eyes are closing. Let me lay down and take a nap. I'll just move this over here. I know what my deadline is and it's only going to take me 30 minutes to look at, you know, review this budget or whatever. So I can do this when I wake up. And that's actually being able to see it with my own eyes and see what the time slots look like. That's kind of helped me coordinate this week with my time and being intentional with how I spend it. And if I know we got to go grocery shopping and that's going to take two hours, then I know that when we get back, I have X amount of time left to like edit or to, you know, fold these clothes or whatever. That's actually been keeping me on track. And I feel like it's similar to the time blocking that you do, Nakai. And I say this often on my own, like sometimes, you know, you hear people say things and they give you advice and they've given you advice for years and your mom has been saying XYZ for the longest time, but it clicks whenever it clicks. Sometimes that just happens, right? But I think this is something that is working for me now. It may not work for me next week. (laughs) I don't know. We shall see. But as of now, kind of allocating my time and being intentional about how much I spend on XYZ, that's been helping me kind of not be burnt out. And I think that's also something that's incredibly important to keep in mind when we're talking about productivity. Yeah, it sounds like you're just doing a modified version of time blocking but I also believe I definitely believe you're ready to receive information when you're ready to receive it and so this is one thing that y'all I'm about to vent for a little bit this is the one thing that frustrates me with people is that when people ask like oh help me with this or help me with it like they're asking for advice or suggestions but they're not in a space to receive it so it's basically you're blowing air like you're talking to a wall I know for me for what I've been doing for this new year specifically is I'm not giving advice I'm not giving suggestions I'm you google it then if you are actually ready we'll have a conversation because I feel like everybody I mean honestly we all know what we need to do we just don't do it like how do you how do you make sure your body's hydrated you drink water we know that but we rather not do that so we go to the doctor well my skin is dry have you had any water no we'll drink water well that's not the answer okay it really is simple it is very simple but you said something of like sometimes since you are doing a modified time version 
time blocking. Sometimes if you don't get anything done, it makes you feel like a failure. I think of that word has been so programmed into us as it's something bad. And I don't think failure is bad. I think that's where we learn how to grow. Like we learn to pivot. And so, like you said, you're using, I'm guessing some new platform. And with this new platform, this platform is showing you, hey, this is how you're blocking your time. Okay, well, this is when you're at your zone of genius in this area. This is where you need to get the most tedious task done in your zone of genius, right? Okay, now you need a break. Take a break. But I think of failure, it's not failure. It's more of like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work for me. Let me try something else. But okay, well, let me review. What are some things I liked about this? Okay, I like that it was able to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, I didn't like the other stuff. Okay, so now let me pivot to something or a new platform to know, okay, well, I need A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now it's introducing Z, Y, I don't know the alphabet backwards, alphabet backwards. So it's introducing some new features and, oh, I really like this. Oh, that's good. Oh, now it's like helping me even a, a lot better. And I think of y'all, if y'all have not read this book, I think um, it's a really good suggestion. Uh, these two books, one of them is the 12 week year. And it's basically at any point in your life, wherever you want to start, you have 12 weeks. The weeks are broken up. So into 12 weeks, it's typically like a quarter if we're looking at it that way. So like now one whole entire month is equal to a year. A week is equal to a month and a day is equal to a week. And it talks about getting all of these goals completed or your, all of these goals completed in 12 weeks, because let's be real. We talked about it on one episode. I think it was sometime last year of like, if someone gave you four hours and said, you get an all expense paid trip anywhere in the world for however long you want, you have four hours to get your shit get your get everything together and be on this private plane in four hours everybody will figure that shit out in four hours whether if you like hey so-and-so get the kids out of school get this get this hey you pack this bag just throw shit in there as a house clean i don't really care i'll be gone for another year like you're going to figure it out and i think that's the bigger picture is that sometimes we want other people to figure it out for us when it really is a me thing not a you thing does that make sense yeah for sure it's absolutely i know for me, a lot of it is is absolutely a me thing. And I think the perspective as far as, I think you're right on the money as far as the word failure and how it's been used and how we're kind of conditioned to view that as something negative because for a lot of people it is. So yeah, this app that I found, I really love it because it kind of encompasses some of those aspects that you mentioned. Like even if I have gaps within my day, there's like a little notation on the side that's like you have three and a half hours to your next task do you want to do you need to schedule something do you want to schedule something or if there's like an hour in between a gap or something like that it's like you know what maybe we should leave these maybe we should leave this time free and what I really liked about this is it doesn't make me feel like I have to jam-pack every minute of every moment of my day or I'm not productive or I'm not achieving anything you know what I mean and I've had that feeling a lot with other like options that I've tried in the past where if not every single minute of every day is scheduled or accounted for or whatever, I, it makes me feel overwhelmed and it gives me anxiety for not being as productive as I quote unquote should be. And this particular one I like because it doesn't give me that feeling. And it's like, you know what? You should have this break. Take time off. Or you know what? You have, you know, four hours to do something. Do you need to schedule here or do you need to leave it free? And that's what I really like about it. It's not as like aggressively formatted 
did as some other things that I tried in the past and even other things that I've done on my own in the past. And I think that's all because like, like you said, like it's a me thing and it's something internal with me and how I view failure and what I define that as. And I'm actively redefining that. It, it changes every day. It's never the same definition every day. Um, Cause some days I legit feel like a straight up failure and that I suck. And then other days I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get to this and that's cool. We're just going to move this to Saturday and I'm going to take a nap now, or we're going to go to the dog park. You know what? I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to make a Starbucks run. And that's okay too. And I am getting to the point now where I'm kind of getting a feel for what that feels like for me and how I'm intentional about my time. And not every minute of every moment of my day needs to be accounted for, but I know I have to feel, I have to feel as if my day is successful and whatever that means to me in that moment on that day. Because today's success is not going to feel like tomorrow's success. And it sure as shit didn't feel like yesterday's success. But I made it another day. I ain't hurt nobody. Nobody got cussed out. Everybody's fed. We have a roof over our heads. And that's successful for me today. And that's about all that I can ask for. And each day I try to be, I I try to approach each day with grace. I approach each day with gratitude. And I do the best that I can with what I have in that moment. Yeah, I think that's great. And I also say this to you, but I also say it to our audience. Um, And I'm talking to me, talking to y'all, talking to me, talking to y'all. Is that when you said you don't, you felt like it's the different apps that you had to plan every single minute of every single hour, hour of your day. I do want y'all to ponder on this is, is it you having to plan every minute of your day or is it the other expectations of you or on you that they're putting on you to have every single moment of your day? And they, in their mind is, because I know someone said, if you got time to watch TV, you got time to work. I probably do. But at this point, my mind is, my mind is minding. It needs rest and I need some I need some something that I do not have to think and if that's watching mindless TV that's watching mindless T fucking V and at that point it's like your expectations of me has nothing to do with me my task list and my to-do list is mine if I'm getting everything I need to get done to get to my goals that's mine now if you ask me to do something I will see how I can figure it out once I uh, evaluate if I'm going to do it or not, right? Because your urgency is not my emergence at all. And I think about that because I think like we live in, like I said earlier, we live in a society that puts so much on us. They put all these expectations, all these things like you got to keep going. You got to do this. You got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. I ain't got to do nothing but stay black. That's all. And live my life, right? In my authenticity. And when you said that sparked this curious thought of how many of y'all really like, I would love to hear from y'all in the comments of how many of y'all have all these other expectations on y'all from other people that you don't even know where they came from like you're doing all this stuff you're taking up your time because somebody else put that on you or somebody gave you a to-do list and said do it and I'm not talking about for work because you know get your money I can't help you pay none of y'all bills but what does that look like y'all like I want to know in the comments so that reminds me of like I have so many thoughts but anytime I hear someone say if you have time to do x and you have time to do y and it always I cannot remember where I heard it it was some show or movie or something but it always reminds me of if you have time to lean you have time to clean (laughs) 
And that makes me chuckle every time. But it it has the same like essence of meaning or what have you. But yeah, you said so you said so many things. And yeah, I definitely want to know from the audience what do y'all think about our conversation thus far and how you guys move through motivation and stay focused and or not stay focused. And then how do you pivot and definitions of failure and all those things? Because we know that we're not alone in this and we hope that you also know that you're not alone in the struggles of being able to focus and achieve things and working through whatever it is that that means for you and how you maneuver through the world. So yeah, please let us know. Um, We definitely want to, I think this is a conversation that can be continued because your goals and your motivation will probably look different in quarter two and they'll probably look different in quarter three. And then by the end of the year, you'll be like, well, what happened to this year? (laughs) And then refocus for the coming year. Um, Yeah. And I think y'all adulting is adulting, right? Like we go through so much and I don't know about y'all, but hence we got a podcast about it. Uh, We just want to prepare for this shit. And so in that, like understanding, like it's okay to try things. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to let learn lessons that you didn't learn before. Your parents didn't teach you. But with any and all of that, we all need to understand, like you are worth it. You are definitely worth it. You have to believe in yourself. If no one else does know, Sunny D, Nakai, and Nay, we believe in you. We got you to a certain extent, but we will support you and we got you. We believe in you. And with that, we want to let you know, always, always, always believe in yourself, believe in your self-worth and always focus on your self-love. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call and so we're going to transition into our segment of moments of elevation moments Moments of elevation moments of elevation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of elevation we are highlighting so today's Moments of Melanation is I saw this on the Twitter and I thought this was so amazing and talk about motivation, right? Talk about you having goals. So a, a student brought their kid to school, right? And I think they're in high school and the teacher is like over here babysitting a kid while the student is in multiple classes, like making sure she gets her education and do what she needs to do. And I'm just like, I absolutely love this for so many reasons because like when we think about it like that student I mean that teacher who's a male was like this isn't a hindrance for you to get to your goal right like this is 
something to help you motivate you to make sure you get to your goal. And this guy is, you know, he's a cutie pie, the teacher's cutie pie. Like he's holding, he's like this big guy holding this little bitty baby. And the baby is just like, do, 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 like enjoying his, like, I'm learning, I'm living, you know? And it's interesting because on Twitter, it was talking about, it's like hashtag because we can. And he was like, if it takes a village was a person, he is the, he is the running, he's in the running for teacher of the year. And I agree with that because I could see so many teachers saying like, well, if you don't have a babysitter, that's your problem, you know? But he was like, nah, I got you. Look, come to class. If the kid cry, the kid cry. If I need to hold him, I'm holding. So he's literally teaching a whole entire lecture to all these other students while holding his baby. And I'm not even saying like, if a village was a person, I'm saying if this is just humanity. Like, I know we talked in our last episode of joy and how do we keep that year around? And for me, this is one way of like seeing someone, a teacher at that, not just sacrifice, but let this student know that it's okay. Let this student know that you have a kid, but that's not going to hinder your education. That's not going to stifle you from moving forward. Yeah, I think this is a visual representation of compassion and humanity and understanding that, you know, life happens, things happen, um, circumstances occur, and you have to pivot within whatever that looks like for you and your family, your household or whatever, for whatever it is that you're going through. And you can still have all these hurdles and still cross the finish line. And having people around that understand that, that understand that life is a thing that happens and we have the opportunity to pivot and maneuver through it and to evolve and to grow. And I loved this video and I love stories like this because a lot of the time it's always not always, but a lot of the time it's definitely viewed as, well, you got to figure it out. You're an adult. You can figure it out, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to being like, this is an experience that I'm familiar with, or I was in your shoes once upon a time. And these are the things that helped me do it. So I'm going to pass that knowledge on to you or whatever. Like, I just, I don't understand why there are so many instances where it's like, well, I had to suffer. So you got to suffer too type of mentality and situations like what this teacher is doing and the impression that they're not only making on their student that has, that had the the said child, the mother of that child, but the students that are also witnessing him doing this for this other student and this cute little baby who was mad chilling in his in his hand, like in his arms. He was just living his best little baby life. He was so cute. But even the impression for this child to look back on, you know, decades down the line and seeing how other people were able to support mom and her ability to go to class and to complete class and to graduate and what that then does for herself and subsequently what that does for this child. Like these are the things that we can keep in mind and sometimes it's hard to, it's really difficult to lose that motivation when you have so many things against you. But I love that this is an example that we get to see. It's one of the things that I like about social media. This is one of the aspects of social media of why I think social media is great and can be really great is when we see stories like this, because had we not had it or even had the technology to record or film something like this, we wouldn't be able to see it unless we were in said classroom as well. And I think this is something that we need a lot more compassion. We need a lot more of this. We need a lot more support because adulting is hard and some people have to deal with adulting before they're actually adults and being able to have a community of people that kind of help us along, I think goes a long way. Totally agree with you. And I think of so many (laughs) 
so many examples, right? And one of them I'll use on one of the comments. And like, she was saying like her daughter was in a hospital. She was running really, really late. She called a professor. He got annoyed and he she had to tell him like, I'm a mom before anything and before I'm a student. And so the professor, she was like, oh, he's a jerk. Da, 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 da. But the professor waited till she got there to start the class. And like, it's those small things every single day, right? And I think of like when I was, um, for me, when I was taking classes and I was working full time and I worked literally an hour and a half out of where my class was. So when I got off, there was an hour and a half that was including traffic to get to my class. And I had to tell my professor, well, my I had to tell my professor, like I will literally every class be a bit about 15 to 20 minutes late, depending on traffic. And she was like, okay. So she allowed one of my friends to literally record everything that I missed until I got there. And then the recording had to stop. And I, for me, I appreciated that because it showed that you, you not only respected me as a person, like you understood the situation. Like I'm not just a student, just trying to show up and be late on purpose. Like I have a job without like, and I live in Cali, like you can't live in Cali without a job. And if you can, please tell me your secret, please, please. And I'm not anyway. So I think about that of like, it really goes back to understanding that everyone is trying to do the best that they can with the, with the resources they have. At least that's something I will. Be- I want to believe, right? Is that no matter what, if you see someone that needs help, POC people, help them, right? And just do what you need. Just be there. Like everyone, every single person in this world need or cannot get to their next level or cannot get to anything without someone helping them. And if you say you got to where you got to by yourself, I'm gonna call you a fucking liar. Why? Because every single person needs, has someone to help them out, whether that's mentally, physically, financially something and so with that we're going to transition into our affirmation and our affirmation for this episode to end this episode is today I did my best today I gave my best today I continue to learn and grow and tomorrow I will be one percent better and with that we thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all if y'all have any topics or anything y'all want us to talk about again hit us up on our website you can hit us up on all social medias um every episode drops you'll get this new episode on Wednesday so um, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and check out the blog for Nay Saves and all her commentary on this episode at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Again, that's where'smyblueprintpod.com. Again, where'smyblueprintpod.com. And with that, we are over and out. Peace out.